Welcome back to Home Court Static. I'm Jackson. I'm Cameron. Welcome back, guys, to Season 2, Episode 6. Dang, Episode 6 of Season 2. The 16th episode. It's kind of crazy that we uh, started this back in, what, August? August. Or was it August? Maybe it was was October, actually, right? September. End of September. Uh, I'm glad you got that. That's... (laughs) That's crazy, man. Yeah. Uh, and we're still pumping episodes out. Yeah. So. Trying to give y'all some content to our, our followers out there. Yeah. We uh we like basketball. We need to get it out somewhere. <laughs> yeah, and this is kind of our outlet. You know, and... <laughs> so today we're going to talk about, we're going to give a game of the week, a performance of the week. Uh, we're going to try and do that every podcast. We're going to uh, recap like what we've seen over the week and try and get into that. We're going to talk about what's to come in the NBA because we've only gotten the first half of the season as far as schedule goes. That's the only thing that like yeah. we have dates for and all that. We're going to get into a little bit of rookie talk and we're also going to talk buyers and sellers come trade season. So we're going to get into that. I do want to say that we did simulate our all-star teams. Yep. <laughs> from from our last podcast yeah, at the end of the last and uh, last I did a two K I did a two K blacktop simulation. I drafted all the players accordingly, and I uh, started the game and then put my my com- controller in the middle so that it would simulate. And I did best of best of five, and it was literally three zero. And the only close game, Jackson Jackson's team won. Yeah, team Jack. My, my team, my team's wrong, dude. <laughs> and like the first two games, it was like, and then they played at twenty one. The first two games, it was like, it was like thirteen to twenty one. Both, all three games ended with a Stephen Curry pull up three, and he like turned away from the basket, like as he hit it. That's my boy. And uh, the only thing I will say is like for whatever reason, the simulation like KD touched the ball like once. And the only time he touched the ball, he hit a three. So I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that's the reason why they lost, but you did draft better than I did. I will give you that. But anyway, let's get into it. Our game of the week is Spurs Mavs, hands down my favorite rivalry. And it, it always has NBA. been a big rival. I mean, it's always been a big rivalry, like especially ever, in the playoffs. Oh yeah, especially in the playoffs, and especially in like the early two thousands. I think in twenty fourteen, is it twenty fourteen? The Mavs were the only team. It, oh yeah, they were the only, only team, team to, to take the Spurs to lead. Wasa to lead in the series. Yeah, to take the Spurs seven games in the playoffs, and that Spurs went. Also, I'm so glad we didn't have to face the Spurs in uh, 2011 playoff yeah. run because who knows what would yeah, happen if that happened. I'm so thankful to the Grizzlies for taking out the Spurs in the first. Round. I didn't think Zach for that one. So we it was a close game, and this is always like a really close game. Unless there's like players out, it's always like down to the wire. It always comes down to the fourth of the Spurs. So, yeah. With and with that being said, actually Dallas was up eighteen points pretty much most of the second quarter. They were up eighteen points, but right before the half, the Spurs went on this run to cut it to ten at halftime. And then it was interesting going into the fourth. It was interesting because the Spurs or the Spurs are making kind of a comeback. You could tell they were gaining momentum to uh push for a comeback and you, and the the Mavs you could tell were starting to get a little nervous about that and I I was joking around because 
this Mavericks in particular, this Mavericks team is notorious for blowing, for blowing leads. And the Spurs all time are, no- they're probably the best fourth quarter comeback team like in the league. So going into the fourth, I was very nervous. I was like, oh shit, what's going to happen? The Mavs are bad at losing. They're almost, really bad at holding leads. I almost leads. sent Cam a text too saying that exact same thing. I watched the comeback. <laughs> so, and, and sure enough. <laughs> and so my worst nightmare came true when there was a minute, I think there's a minute, eight seconds, maybe a minute, three seconds left. The Spurs cut it to 113, 112. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is the Spurs are going to win this game. I really thought they were going to win the game because when the Mavs let a team come back like that, sometimes they can't rally back. Uh, Luka Doncic comes back and he hits, he has a spin move too. It was kind of a tough finish. And I was like, all right, they, they, they might be all right. And I th- forgot who it was, but someone on the Spurs came back and they hit a shot. It was DeRozan. He was looking for the three and he, he, oh, he made the t- easy quick two. Like the oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He did, the bet. he did the bet move. Which and, was very smart. Which, I mean, because he... It, I feel like a rookie in that situation would have held the ball way too long. Oh, yeah. And taken way too... Because there wasn't that much time left. So, smart move. Smart move, for sure. And and then when that happened, I got even more nervous. I was like, oh, my God. Luca hit the last shot. But now here comes the freaking step back three. I've talked yeah. to you about this a lot yeah. in particular. How I really thought Luca was going to try and pull some like young player ego move like step back three and when he kicked it out to Brunson oh I knew it was money dude Jalen Brunson is like my favorite Maverick like I like him more than Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis maybe Tim Hardaway I like him a little bit more but anyway Brunson knows San Antonio he seems to always ball out in San Antonio I think his first career high came against San Antonio and he dropped like 34 points, 10 assists, or some shit like that. And uh, people forget he uh, he actually won his NCAA title here oh, in San Antonio in uh, with Villanova. Oh, wow. So he always, he, he's got like a confidence here. Like, he, he likes I don't know, he likes the city. I don't know, hopefully not, but maybe one day he'll be a spur. So the stat line was, was good. It was. The Mavs ended up winning the game after Brunson hit. So Brunson hits a three, and then the Spurs try to convert on the other end. And I think Rudy Gay hits a clutch three. Yeah. From At some the, point, Rudy Gay hits a clutch that three. That from way out, like almost Dame time. I think that actually might have been to uh, tie the, to cut it to one. Yeah. Or something and like it, was, it was like catch and shoot, pull up, like. Yeah. Uncharacteristic for Rudy yeah, Gay. But he drained, three, he drained it. He It was out there. It was uh, like a close three. But the Spurs try to convert, and they miss, and then they ended up having to foul KP, and uh, KP hit two clutch free throws to ice it after Jalen Brunson's three. And the stat line was Luka Doncic, 36 points, uh, 9 rebounds, 11 assists, almost a triple-double. KP, 21, 8, and 1. Tim Hardaway had 21, and Jalen Brunson had 16, 4, and 6. And for the Spurs, you had DeRozan with 29, 6 rebounds, Six assists. You had Aldridge with 26, nine rebounds, two assists. Rudy Gay with 16, 16 points, and I think, and four I think, rebounds. And also, I think Patty Mills had like 13 points 13 as well. points with Patty. Patty was also balling. Something kind of... about, I mean, the Spurs-Mavs is an excellent rivalry, but something about just like Southwest division games 
you're just you're never going to be disappointed. They're always no. good games. They're always good games. If everyone's healthy. If everyone's, if everyone's, everyone's healthy and everyone's playing. They're always good games. But anyway, that's our game of the week. This season, as of right now, uh, the Spurs only play the Mavs once. And that was this game. But because we don't know. We don't have, yeah, we don't have the that. second half of the schedule. But for performance of the week, I've got the Utah Jazz. They're on an eight-game win streak. And they're now second in the West, tied for second in the West with the Clippers. And in this eight-game win streak, they beat the Bucks, the Cavs, the Hawks, the Nuggets, the Pels, twice, and the Warriors, and also the Pistons. But those are some noticeable, notable teams uh, that they beat. And their last loss, interestingly enough, was against the Knicks, and they play the Knicks tomorrow. So... We'll see what happens. We'll see if the Knicks can kill them. Uh, the Knicks are, uh, they've been going through a slump, so we'll see what happens. But uh, they also, the Jazz are going to be a problem in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. They've got all-around scoring on their team and a, and a defensive-minded player in Rudy Gobert. Yeah. I think like they have like five or six or maybe even seven guys that average like more than 10 points per game. And then, like, three of those guys are, like, 15-plus. So, they're bringing in the numbers, and they know how to score the basketball. Who do you got? I got, for performance of the week, I have a player. You had a team, I had a player. Um, I have Colin Sexton, um, when he played the the Nets. When he beat down the Nets. They, he, they beat him twice. Um, in, the second, in the first game, Colin Sexton dropped 42 points, beat all of the Nets starters, Kyrie, Kevin Durant, and Harden. Part of the four-team blockbuster Harden trade was Tarian Prince and Jared Allen, who were Nets, went to the Cavs to get James Harden to Brooklyn. So there's a little bit of, like, chip-on-your-shoulder action going there. And then, if you really want to break it down, back when Kyrie got traded to the Celtics, they traded away the 2018 first-round pick, which ended up being number eight, which ended up being none other than Colin Sexton? <laughs> Colin Sexton. So that's kind of crazy because it's an all-around revenge game. This is the first game that they – I think it was the first game that Jared uh, Jared Allen and Tarine Prince played. Played with the Cavs? Uh, with the Cavs. And they both put up pretty good numbers. Combined at, 39. Combined 39 points. Yeah. And then – So that's a big – And thing. then add the 42, 42 points. Po- that's, so that's a that's, big chunk. That's over 80 points. Over 80 points. Three guys. That is, that's, that's absurd. These are absurd numbers here. The Cavs are also kind of, uh, they're kind of surprising a lot of people this year in the league. Yeah. But those are our, that's our performance of the week and our game of the week. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, what is to come for the NBA. Yeah. Be right back, guys. Before we come back, a quick message from our sponsor. Have you ever wanted to try out an electric bike, but don't want to buy another one? Do you have an old bike laying around? Consider an electric bike kit from local startup Bronco Bikes. They have kit options ranging from 600 to 1200, along with professional install and e-bike repair maintenance services. For more info, check out their site, www.broncobikes.com, or email directly at brianm at broncobikes.com. Welcome back to Home Court Static. I'm Jackson. And I'm Cam. So, when the NBA started back up, they only released half of the schedule. schedule. And the first half 
was until the 5th of March. And then from the 5th to the 10th is going to be the All-Star break. Uh, at this current time, I don't think there's actually going to be an All-Star game. Because of COVID. Uh, due to COVID. They will select teams, but I don't think that there's actually going to be a game. I could be wrong about that. By the time this podcast comes out, they could change that. But yeah. I think as of this moment recording, there isn't going to be one. Or a real one. They're going to select the team, though. And the second half of the season is supposed to be from March 11th to the 17th. And so we're going to see what happens because certain teams haven't been able to play all of their games yet. Yeah. Like the Wizards haven't played a game in two weeks. And they play the Spurs tonight. And I think they're actually playing, but they haven't played in like 13 days. So... Imagine like what that does to your body. Like if you're an NBA player, you're ready to play and you're used to playing every night, you know, you get a rhythm playing every night. Yeah. And then imagine just like not playing for two weeks. There's got to be some kind of like warming back up and getting back into rhythm. Are they allowed to practice? Uh, Well, certain players, obviously, if you have COVID, you're you're not allowed to to do that. Um, They're quarantined, but were the other guys allowed to practice? I think so, but I'm not entirely sure. Because, you know, they're kind of like hush-hush about all the stuff that's going on. But, uh, so it's been interesting. It's going to be interesting to see, like, if and when and how they release the second half of the NBA schedule. Also, I feel like it's going to be, like, down to the wire. It's going to be down to the wire. Right at the beginning of this season. No one really knew. Exactly. It kind of just going to happen. Because also, the Grizzlies, they had three games postponed for COVID. It's going to be interesting if they can't make up those games, how they're going to factor that into their... Well, I think it's just going to be like, you're shit out of luck. Like, so... I think if they... Because they're on such a tight schedule, I have a real... I have like a sneaking suspicion that most of these postponed games aren't going to be played at all. Yeah. So what if you have two teams with the same record, but one team has uh, the like a different amount of losses? They have less losses. Because they played less games, so how would you? Well, then I think that I think they win. Like you know, that's what oh, I mean by so like you're gonna get them? the shit out of the shit into the stick. Like oh, okay. With that being said, they're starting to slowly implement the like baseball mini series. A lot of them haven't happened yet, but they're starting to happen. Uh, which is gonna be interesting because they're gonna be like little mini playoff series going on during the season, and I feel like a lot of teams are gonna be exposed due to like the adjustments that are going to be made and like seeing like how a player plays once a, a defense like hones in on them or like how an offensive player we'll plays know, once they the get to know the better, defense. Yeah. yeah. So you're really going to be separate to, to like quote a coach that I had really going to be separating the mice from the men here in this next stretch of the NBA. As I've said uh, countless times on this podcast for this new season, you only have to be top 10 to technically make the playoffs this season. May 18th to the 21st uh, is going to be the play-in tournament. This is where, like, I think it's like 10. Kind of what they did last year, the bubble play. I think it's like 10, 9, 8, and 7 are going to be playing for it. So that's how they're making up with the lost games and all that. Well, not not if you are if you don't make the top 10. Yeah, yeah. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then on the 22nd, boom, right into the playoffs. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. We're going to see what's going on with that. We're going to see like teams having to make difficult decisions because due to COVID, you don't know if their record's suffering or not. So some of these players that would normally get rest on a back-to-back are not going to 
they might take a game off, but it might cost them in terms of record. So, like, I think that this season there are going to be some teams that are going to have, like, okay records but are going to do really, really good in the playoffs because they're going to be hopefully fully healthy. But, like, I think the records are going to be a little off this season and you can't necessarily hold a team to a record. Yeah. And it's kind of the same way last season. Yeah, but at least at least last season you had that stretch of just, like, normal before yeah, everything yeah. shut down. So it's going to be interesting. I'm surprised they haven't done the whole season like this, like, little mini-series. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't start it off that way. And, you know, they, I have a feeling that they might, there's a potential for them to, like, extend the All-Star break. Like, if Kobe gets really bad, they're going to probably well, be like, we're going to shut down for two weeks and then just restart. I feel like it's, I it kind of, the NBA kind of backed down off the Kobe cases, but when it started spiking, so they kind of sh- almost should have done that at the beginning. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing that a lot of people are, like, mis, uh, misinterpreting with the COVID stuff. So there's actually not that many players that have COVID. It's the tracing that's causing uh, players to be out. Because even if you're even if you're in tracing, you, you still, still gotta quarantine. You still have to sit out like seven days and or something take like a that, test and, and then take a test and do all you. Because they're being super safe about it because they don't want to have to, to shut down. Yeah, because think about how fast it'll spread. So there are interest instances where like some teams, for like the Wizards, they had so many players like. Uh, I think they had enough players like get it, and the tracing was so high that they didn't have enough players to suit up. I think you needed eight players to suit up, and they yeah. didn't have eight players that could play. So we'll see what happens. We're gonna take another quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna get real quick into the rookie that we have, and then maybe some trade targets coming up trade season, buyers and sellers. And now another ad from our local sponsors. With spring break coming up, looking to gain muscle or lose weight? Hit up GPS Training for group or solo training sessions starting as low as $20. Contact Grant Sharon at 210-373-8352 or at ggsharon at gmail.com. Welcome back, guys. Right before the break, we talked about uh, what's going to happen here coming in the league in the next couple months. We got a little bit into the playoffs, talked about the series that are going to be starting up. Uh, maybe an all-star maybe an all-star game if the depending on how all the COVID stuff starts going and now we're going to get into we're going to give you our uh, updated takes on our rookie of the year candidate right now and we're going to go ahead and put James Wiseman it's looking good it's looking good it's looking good he's got uh, what are his stats let's see so he's right now or he's a rookie so he's 11 points per game um, thirty-three percent on his three points, so that's pretty. That's good. pretty good for a big man. Shooting fifty percent from the field. That's not bad. The Warriors are eight and eight, and you got to think about it. He's a rookie, and he's got Draymond Green in his ear, and Stephen Curry feeding him the ball. You got to be so he's he's got it good, and I I think that he's in the the best situation for him, and I think as the season goes on, his numbers are just slowly going to start rising and rising. Well, they'll start putting him in more. I mean, he's he's going to start right now. Yeah, he's learning. He's learning right now, and it's a really weird situation for all rookies because there was no summer league. There really, there wasn't even a March Madness tournament. They They had shortened college careers, and there was no, there was no summer league, and it was like no drafted. It was like drafted, short, 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 
training camp, boom, season started. So I said I said this before, but like this first like month and a half of the season, maybe even two months, is just like an extended training camp. Yeah. For most of these teams. But that's who we've got. We got James Wiseman. He looks really, really, really good. Another guy that could surpass him, but his team just isn't doing as good is Anthony Edwards with the Timberwolves. But his team isn't doing as good, so we wanted to pick a rookie that's contributing to a winning ball club. Yeah. And the Warriors, as at the time of this podcast, are eight and eight. They're uh, still in. They're actually in the playoffs right now. They're I think they're the ninth seed. Now we're going to talk about uh, buyers and sellers coming at the trade deadline. So. The trade deadline is March 25th, and as we get to this date, we're going to start seeing some teams either want to improve their team or decide, all right, we're going to tank for the rest of the season. And I think a couple of teams that might be in this boat in the West are the Pelicans, the Timberwolves, possibly Sacramento, and Houston. Now, Houston gets real interesting. If Houston continues to struggle, they technically haven't played with their new roster fully healthy yet, but if Houston continues to struggle, you've got to only imagine that they're going to give off like one or two of their pieces and go a different direction. Yeah, because they kind of built, if you think about it, built their team around yeah. players that are gone. Yeah, exactly. So they built they that whole team around Harden. But I do think they're going to stick with... Wall and Cousins, but I, and and Wood, I think they're going to stick with that. I like but, I like the Wall team, but Victor Oladipo allegedly has been reported that he doesn't want to be in Houston, and so if Houston believes that to be the case, he's only got one more year on his contract. So I wouldn't be surprised if they shop him at the, towards the trade deadline. Yeah, uh, and there are going to be several teams interested in Victor Oladipo one of the teams that I heard about even before the before he went to Houston was I've seen that Tyler Hero could be on the table for Victor Oladipo I don't know if I'd do that just because Tyler Hero looks really good and uh, I think that he'll he'll benefit from staying there and developing but uh, that could be an option and then like PJ Tucker is obviously going to be on the table because it seems like he wants to be on a contender and he's not young yeah and they have Houston has like a nice group of young athletes that you know they could start rebuilding with if they decided to go that route. With the Pelicans, I think JJ Redick, if they continue to slide down, because right now they're five and ten, they're not doing good at yeah. all. And this is the this is the big thing that I had with the Pelicans was Brandon Ingram. He just wants to score. He doesn't really care about anything else. He doesn't even really care about winning basketball games as long as he gets his stats. And Zion Williamson, he's good, but he's like what? He's like six six, and like if he goes up against like tall seven footers, like it's just not feasible to play him in a playoff series where he's gonna have to guard someone who's just, regardless of how strong he is, taller than him. Like, yeah. you could literally just rise up and shoot a shot over him. It's that simple. Also, Lonzo Ball, I think oh, you know how I feel about Lonzo Ball. He's gonna be a a good backup point guard in the league, maybe. So it'd be interesting to see what the Pelicans do because it's obviously not working out right now and they need some kind of a trade. They need some kind of change coming in. Sacramento, I don't think they're going to do anything because I think they're in a position where they're either, I think they might 
understand that they have a group that just needs to develop and they might just run it back. But you never know. I've seen crazy stuff happen. Another team that might want to get a little bit better is the Portland Trailblazers. They're lacking a little bit of defense, so who knows? They could trade for P.J. Tucker. I could see Tucker on the Trailblazers. In the East, I don't know. What do you think about the East? Uh, Detroit is <laughs> definitely got to be a seller. <laughs> They've got Blake Griffin, Derrick Rose, Jeremy Grant. They just got a bunch of pieces that, like, obviously, like, they're good. They're putting up good stats, I guess, but like they're just not gelling together. They can't win bat. They can't. They can't win basketball games. It's that simple. The Wizards. We all know Bradley Beal's got a big spotlight on him right now. Yeah. And I think that the Lakers are gonna make. They're gonna make an offer for Bradley Beal, that they're gonna end up taking because it's gonna be a really good offer. Like I, I think Kuzma's gonna be in there. Maybe Caruso, but the Lakers have got to be looking at the Brooklyn Nets and being like, all right, we got to add one more piece. Yeah. Like, we can't avoid it now. We might have been able to just run it back, but now we've got to figure it out and get a third star, or we're going to be in trouble. The Miami Heat are also not doing as good as I thought that they would do, especially after their performance in the bubble. Yeah. So, like I said, they might go for Victor Oladipo or a P.J. Tucker even, or... To me, it Some seems like the Heat are still gassed. Like they still, they still are recovering from that bubble playoffs. I know, but the Lakers are doing are doing good too. Yeah, but know, they do. Some, but the Lakers some... do have a like pretty different team. Like they lost a lot of players that were part of that run, so they do have fresh legs. Charlotte might want to make some trades, but more notably, I think that Milwaukee is going to have to make a trade if they want to do anything in the postseason. Milwaukee is going to have to make a trade because it's just so obvious that Giannis can't do it by himself. No. And Chris Middleton's not good enough as a second option to like really help them get through. They need to pick up a small forward that is an at-will scorer. Not like a shooter, but like can create his own shot because Chris Middleton's like a spot-up shooter. Yeah. They need a guy that can create his offense a little bit easier. Kind of a scrappier small forward. I don't know. I could see Denver also making a move if they continue to like. They're not struggling anymore. They've kind of recovered from their early season uh, start, but they're definitely in that like. If there is like a gauge and there's green, yellow, and red, and red, red they're and the still yellow. in the yellow. You know what I mean? And the Mavericks too. I could see the Mavericks making a trade. I don't want them to make a trade, but I could see them making a trade. Yeah. We all know the Spurs aren't going to make a trade. Nah, the they never make in season trades. <laughs> But uh, that's what we got today, folks. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, remember to subscribe to the podcast yeah, and, and uh, follow us on Instagram at Home Court Static. And if you have any feedback or you have anything we want to talk about, let us know. Just DM um, us on Instagram or Twitter. Yep. Or and Facebook. Make sure to go check out our sponsors. And yeah, uh, make sure to check out Bronco Bikes and GPS Training. Um. That's all we got for the All their information will be in the description. And uh, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening to Home Court Static. Peace. Peace out. Coach said to fake right and break left. Watch out for the pick and keep an eye on the fence. Gotta run the give and go. Take the ball to the hole. And don't be afraid to shoot the outside, Jay. Uh, Just keep your head in the game.